0: Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by human synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Welcome to Culture Bites. My name is Dominic Gawley. I'm a consultant with Human Synergistics Australia. And I'm joined by a very special guest, our Head of Consulting, Corinne Cantor.
1: Oh, very special guest. you, have been promoted you, Dom. to
0: very special guest, <laughs> not just guest.
1: Wow, it's only taken.
0: <laughs> How many episodes? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of awesome. episodes. Awesome. Thank you, Dom. Uh, it's an honor bestowed to few. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm noted and honored. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Corinne, I wanted you on today because we're running these professional development events for people in our accredited network on Rise, which we'll we'll get to, but they're always really popular Mm. events, and they're often oversubscribed, and I know the next one coming up is oversubscribed. What I'd love to go through today is maybe for people who aren't able to get along, or for people who did and want to learn, you know, hear a bit more about it, kind of have a chat to you today. And that was all a bit mysterious because we haven't really said what Rise is. <laughs> so maybe that's the place to start. And what is Rise? And you know, maybe where did it come from?
1: Yeah. So Rise is an acronym for a technique to help people become more aware of their triggers and to, in the moment, and to have a strategy for managing those triggers in the moment. So there are. It's a technique for helping people effectively, if you like, using our language, move from red and green to blue. Uh And it came from, you know, I started working on this idea. I didn't mean to come up with a technique, (laughs) but where it came from was, you know, my biggest transformation is always me. I'm always a work in progress. Uh And I was challenged with how do I move to blue when sometimes I find it difficult to let things go? Mm. You know, when people say, oh, let it go.
0: (laughs) That's like the- I
1: I would love to (laughs) let it go. someone says that,
0: it just drives you deeper into- Exactly, uh, and you just think,
1: how does that happen? How do you do that easily without any residue? Mm. Because I found it difficult to unhook. And so it was really that that got me- thinking. It was just a seed in my mind at the time. And the other thing that was happening at the time as I was studying neuroscience. And so a really good way for me to check if I've understood something is to apply it practically. And so initially, the model was called, the process was called reset. Oh. And you would not believe how many people I <laughs> asking me, saying, it's great, but can you call it something (laughs) that that means something, change the name? And so I couldn't think of anything and then eventually I added a few things to it and then Rise was born probably in about 2016. So if I think about it, it's had quite a long development development cycle cycle Mm -hmm. and it was kind of probably a bit of an MVP, developed a little bit, used it in coaching with executives and wanted to see. So I used it myself. It it felt like it worked for me. It was another thing that I could use and I used it with clients, started working. So it's basically a very pragmatic way of helping people respond to their triggers in a very constructive way. I love it. And sometimes
0: those accidental discoveries are the best. Wasn't blue tat was supposed to be a yeah. sealant or something That's originally? Right. It wasn't sticky. Post-it notes post-it were supposed notes. to be That's like a right. glue or something. Yeah.
1: So um, it's been kind of a bit surprising for me that it has, you know, at one level people been interested. But if I think about, I think what it does is make something that would other bees quite hard, like what I found hard, letting go. Yeah. It, it's kind of a very concrete. Lifeline, if you no, lifeline's a bit dramatic. <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't think of but, another word. But, <laughs>
0: but, well, for me, what I like about it is that it's a practical tool. Yeah. Because sometimes people are like, well, look, I know I can step into a passive defensive or aggressive defensive styles, you know, in particular situations or dealing with this person or something like that. I know I can go there. What can I do about it, Dominic? Yeah. you know, And so this is, well, this is kind of an answer to what you can do about it, right, yeah. how you can actually start. Addressing it so you can kind of catch it early.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly um, right. Get that,
0: and actually, you know, speaking of its original conception of reset versus rise. I like rise because if you think in terms of the circumplex, when we start going defensive, we're going down in the circumplex towards security, and so I always think about it as rising back up, right, towards blue.
1: That's right, and. What I would always also say before we start talking about what Rye stands for and how it works as technique is that I am absolutely a fan of getting people to build blue and the more kind of strength-based approach. Wow. And I also value, I think it's important for people to understand when and why they would be triggered into a defensive space. Yep. I feel that if we kind of try and... If we avoid understanding it, then at the bottom of a defensive behaviour is the need for protection. Yes, and I think that it's important for people to include that as part of their reflection. If you don't understand why it is, what are you protecting when you go defensive style, then you can't find an alternative way mm. of changing it, or the action that you choose becomes surface Uh, you know bailing
0: out the water but we're not fixing exactly (laughs) we're
1: putting a band-aid but we're not actually treating the wound so i think part of this technique is giving people permission in a non-judgmental way Uh, to inquire and reflect on what triggers them into a defensive space uh, and encourages them to be curious about that without blaming or shaming uh, so i think that's where it came from. And so what it's based on is a combination of insights from neuroscience. The main things are really mindfulness, labeling, so Mm. naming, name to tame. Mm. Noticing and naming something helps to decrease the level of anxiety around it and then also redirection and reappraisal. Mm. So they're the ideas that sit behind it. And then RISE is just an exercise, a way of actually using it in the moment practically. So the acronym RISE stands for recognize. And what you're recognizing is what triggers you. Okay, So what it is that will take you into a threat state or a defensive state where you react to it, either in a way that is passive, uh, flight, or you're reacting in a fight, aggressive, more aggressive way. And it's never going to be that clear cut, but it's just a way of helping people understand it. So recognize your triggers. It's built on this idea that what I call skilled anticipation, which is a concept that I read about in a book. And basically what it suggests that sometimes we can know something Before we experience it, so we're primed to it. So most of us would have would be conscious of our pet hates, Mm. what annoys us. Sometimes we're very conscious that we don't get on with someone. Yes. At work, and we've got a meeting with them in a week's time.
0: Mm. Okay. And I'm counting the days already.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Counting the days, or I'm dreading it. Well, that's what I mean. Exactly, dreading it. So there's a whole week that you're dreading a meeting, so you're priming yourself for a negative experience. And so I think very often what I've observed is people know some of these triggers, but you'll go to the meeting having had a week's full of priming, <laughs> and you will probably be saying to yourself everything that you're not going to do. I'm not going to get upset if they say that. I'm just going to listen. I'm not going. So it's that kind of self-talk. Yes. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't work because it's putting the Band-Aid. It's not actually really dealing with what happens in that moment when you're triggered. So the first thing is recognize your trigger. The second thing, I, stands for identify. And this is if you recognize your trigger, And the example we were talking about earlier, you might say something to me which I think is dismissive or disrespectful. Mm. So the trigger for me is that, I feel diminished. Yes. Okay. I feel like you've diminished my status. And so that's my trigger. And whenever somebody talks to me in a particular way, I get triggered because I feel like it makes me smaller than what I feel I should be recognized as. So that's recognize. The identify is what I do with that. What happens with me? So what happens with me, I am, I get angry, you Mm. know, so I identify, I name I get angry, and from a circumplex point of view, I might go into oppositional. I might go into power. I might do a combination of both, and I might say, oh, you This know, is stupid anyway. This is stupid. <laughs> like, it doesn't mean anything anyway, you uh-huh. know, because I actually am feeling hurt and triggered. Right. So, what the I is, is actually getting people to map that reaction and map what happens for them on a scale of one to 10, with one being. What it's like when I'm at my most constructive, oh. at one end of the the bookshelf <laughs> bookend, and the other end is the maximum sort of the most intense that I could be in terms of defensive. And we get people to map that according to specific parameters. Oh. So, what's going on in my head? What's going on in my heart? What's going on in my gut? And it's right, basically so kind of a mind body mind body feelings and also behaviour. Uh uh-huh. Okay, so. The reason that that's important is Rise is based on the idea that if you can recognize the telltale signs that you're drifting or you're going to be triggered into a defensive style, the earlier you recognize the signals that that's going to happen, the more chance you have Mm. to redirect your attention, Mm. reappraise, and move into a constructive space instead. And so the mapping on a scale of 1 to 10 is really helping people to find what does 10 look like, what happens at 5, so that I can identify what happens at about 3. Oh. Okay, And then I'm able, the, the earliest telltale signs buys me more time to redirect my attention to a constructive question, a constructive saying. So I think it buys you enough time to ask yourself a circuit breaker question. Mm. Okay. So the example I give, cause I apply everything to myself is, um, I'm very good at going to oppositional. My husband says that I do that. I do nice oppositional really well. Yeah. And I do, you know, and, and I was it's really the, bothered the... by this for a while. Cause I thought, how can I work with this? And this is where I was oh. trouble letting go. And what I realize that the earliest telltale sign that I'm about to go into an oppositional mindset and possibly behavior is that I'm in my head. Uh, I'm no longer paying attention to uh, what is happening out there. I'm in my head and I'm saying to myself, I don't believe this. Uh, this is such a whatever, critical. So I'm criticizing. Uh, the moment I recognize that, identify, I've gone through the process, I then redirect So I ask myself, in those few seconds you're buying yourself, I ask myself, what am I missing? Uh, So that's a redirection. uh, The what am I missing always worked for me because it's more humanistic, encouraging. It's kind of like I'm suddenly, I'm leaning forward, I'm looking and I'm paying attention, I'm completely attending to what is out there. The more I did that, the more that oppositional kind of fell away. I don't know that it disappears completely. I'm not sure that I want it to disappear completely. I don't think the goal is eradication or elimination, but it's about you actually driving it versus it it's got its hooked into me. You, are there
0: like two situations, Corinne? Because I'm just uh, I'm thinking about myself. Yeah. <laughs> and while you're talking. That's something I'm inclined to do. But um I'm kind of thinking of like there's two kinds of situations. There's one like like the example you gave at the start, which was like someone diminishes your status, saying that could be with like a, you know a comment or something they say, and you feel like you've just been kind of cut down. Yeah. And that's quite immediate. And I feel that sting instantly and kind of react instantly almost to it, right? Yeah. Says that. And I can kind of think of, in that situation, I might bite on it and then I would start thinking, you know, like, oh, hold on, where am I? And then there's another situation where it's like I'm in an argument with someone and it started off fairly civil and it's slowly escalated. And you know, like there's, arguments, but you can feel it escalating yep. and you can be aware of it and you feel yeah. yourself getting worked up in yeah. your chest, you know, you can feel like it's hot or whatever. And I guess then's the time to hit the eject button or, or yeah. shift kind of button. Yeah. But are those different situations? You know, one's yeah. like really short, one's really, I guess, compressed timeline, right? Like if someone says something that, wow, that just really struck something in me. And one's more a situation that's developing.
1: Yeah. And that's a really good point, Dom. So part of the idea, they can be different, but the idea with rise is the concept can apply to all of them uh. because what we're doing with that mapping on a scale is externalizing that in level of intensity. Uh. Okay. So sometimes we can go from zero to 10 in less than a blink of an eye, uh. you know, and sometimes that amygdala hijacked. We were just so flooded with fear, outrage, whatever that emotion was, that we just acted and thought it later, reasoned about it later. There are other times when we feel that we're sliding. And so Rise is particularly good if you can track how you're doing. So if it's happened, you've gone from zero to 10 in the blink of an eye, it's still useful because the map that you're building in Rise enables you to add to the map. This is what happened. You know, and slow it down so that you can use it as a way of building your awareness of another situation of what happened and what might you do differently? Was there anything early that you could have called on? So it's a really, there are different situations. And I think what's important about Rise, it's really about lifting the level of awareness. So getting people to shift into an observer perspective. So they're not, they're in a critic. They're not caught up, hooked into a defensive behavior that they see that that isn't who they are, but it's how they've learned to respond Mm. under particular conditions. Mm. And so I think it's a helpful tool because it's pragmatic, but it's also an awareness building tool because you keep building it. You keep getting finer and finer clarity and distinctions about your reactions, you know, um, what's happening inside your head, what that looks like when it shows up and you're not able to contain it. And it also gives you an escape, not a skate hat, it gives you a redirection. Yes, an ability, a ability, release. A pressure release, mm-hmm. something to, you know, move. In that moment when you most want to leave the room if it's green or you most want to kind of have at it because it's it's more red, it gives you an alternative oh. path. So the eyes identify and it's probably the bulk of what we teach in the PD oh, session. That's so powerful, right? It's yeah. very, very powerful. And then the next thing is once you've early signs, you've, you've seen the earlier sign, I you feel shift. feel
0: it in my chest, yep.
1: yeah. And the other thing that I would talk about is um, we were joking a bit about it before and you were saying, um, Sam Harris, you want to- Oh, s- I, was, I was just
0: saying because people think- you know, it's in my thoughts, right? I've just heard a neuroscientist saying that often it's our prefrontal cortex is the justification machine, right? That actually the body and the subconscious and all that stuff has already made a decision. It's already reacted to the the stimulus. And then we just justify it after the fact
1: in our mind. And it's very true. And that's partly what RISE kind of banks on as Mm. well, that there are three channels through which we, Experience the world and we process information, um, mind, our feelings, and our body. And we live in a world that heavily values the mind and rational thinking, but really the mind is often the last to know. (laughs) And so, if you're after an ability, you know, what Rise is about is giving people as much information early. And so, it's a way of training or helping people to scan. Their bodies to see what sensations are happening. It helps them connect with the experience, but also to name it so they can understand it. You know, mm. so often Rise is also about getting people to tune into what's my body frequency <laughs> telling me? Like if I'm feeling worried, where do I feel worried? Does mm. it happen in my stomach? Mm. Do I grind my teeth? Do mm. I get my heart rate? You know, building up. So, getting people to tune in. The important thing about paying attention to your body and your feelings is that we know in neuroscience that emotion precedes thought. B, your body's always in the present. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Doesn't Mm -hmm. lie. Yeah. You know, and so it's a really important practice to really learn how to scan and recognize. So, that's identify, and it, it teaches people to really tune into those three frequencies to name. To name, to tame, and then shift once you've noticed it. It's about shifting that posture because sometimes what happens is we can be stuck. Mm. You know, we're in a moment where we're going down into a threat zone. And what will happen is our bodies, when we're in a threat zone, is designed to actually move against or away from. And so it's about being conscious enough, picking up the telltale sign so that you change your body. If you're finding that you're leaning forward because you really want to have an argument, you might want to lean back, you know, have a drink of water. So you're kind of circuit breaking. You're interrupting what the pattern, you know, your body's getting ready to act. So it's kind of trying to release that that physical tension.
0: And so this is interesting to me. So this is literally about the body. So yeah. changing our posture. Yeah. So it's not necessarily the thinking stage yet. And I know we might get there, yeah. but but at this point, it's really just redirecting your body. Yeah. And like I've, I've heard of ones where when people are feeling overwhelmed, particularly in like a leadership point of view, is literally raise your chin. Yeah. And kind of look up. Yeah. Because, you know, literally you're widening your view. Yeah. And kind of figuratively. Yeah. Right. It's, it's kind of the, the message, right? So and the most
1: important thing that you can up. do is actually change your breathing. Mm. Okay. So breathing's like a natural tranquilizer. If people can get into the habit of, you know, there's box breathing, there's different types of breathing techniques. Box is really simple. You breathe in for four, hold for four, you breathe out for four. But if we can all just get into the habit of just using our breath as a way to calm, because what happens is when you you slow your breath, your heart rate starts to slow. Your heart rate starts to slow. Your mind starts to clear. Uh, And you're not in that threat zone. uh, And so you're able to choose a response. So in the moment, what you might need to do is really take care of what your body needs as uh, a way into. And then after shift, we call Energize Blue, which is really a question or a phrase. And during the professional development session, we give people examples of questions that are all designed to take you to a constructive place. So the example I gave with oppositional, and I encourage people to come up with your own mantra, your own phrase, your own redirect, but for oppositional I use, what am I missing? If I'm feeling stressed and I'm feeling that I'm backing into avoidance because I've got too much on, the question I'll ask myself is, where will my effort make a difference? And then you do that achievement, you do that. So you don't think about whether you do it. You've got it there in your plan that that's what you'll do in that moment, and then you act. And so it takes. So initially, when we teach it, you're going step by step. And when you're working with someone, once you've and there's a coaching exercise with a client, you might take a session to work them through it. But once they've got it, it's just repeated. Well, it's a useful
0: practice. little technique, and it's not complicated. That's the no. part I like about it because I'm I'm not very complicated myself. So it's recognize. What's the triggers? And you know what? If that's all you did, some thinking about your triggers, that's a massive thing. Because yeah. knowing what kind of triggers you lets you recognize it, lets you notice it. Yeah. Right? When it's going on, you're like, hold on. I yep. know you. <laughs> you know? like I know you. and I you're think, a step ahead if you do.
1: Yeah. And the whole point of that, Dom, is we talk about S plus T equals R. Mm. When we're in a so stress situation, situation, plus thinking, situation plus thinking, thank you, is – either going to be a response, yeah. something that you've chosen, or it's going to be a reaction. Mm. Very fast, very quick. Now, what happens is we're under stress, that S becomes very big. Mm. The situation feels overwhelming. Our capacity, we might feel like we don't have the capacity to do anything about mm. it. So our T changes and it fuses.
0: Yeah. Okay. We, I have to.
1: I have to. I am you know, sometimes when people get attached to perfectionistic and power, they get attached because it feels like it's a way that I can protect myself. And I must. I must. It is. So what this noticing, naming, recognizing the trigger mapping does is to help people create space in their head between, so that they're not a victim to Mm. the situation. Mm. They're able to Um, Redirect. Redirect and find how their effort makes a difference. And some of it is just it's a practice versus an action plan. You know, it's like it's a practice that you you keep doing. The more you do it, the more you realize it starts to fall away because you're rewiring for a different you're rewiring from reaction to response. And you know, I think you get
0: better at it too. It's like yeah. doing bicep curls or something, yeah. right? You get stronger as yeah. as you do it more. You can recognise those triggers. Then hold on. Yeah. You know, I see you. <laughs> right. I'm gonna sit up, I'm gonna breathe. Yeah. That gives me a bit of that space between the situation and thinking that you're talking about before. Yeah, absolutely. And now I can start redirecting my attention with that question. Yeah. You know, whatever it is that's gonna rise, yeah. pull me back up towards blue. That's right. And constructive. Yeah.
1: So yeah, that's a bit about rise. I think we've got one more PD session before the end of the year.
0: Yes, but they're popular. So <laughs> sorry, I so keep forgetting that. <laughs> you, 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 you're probably going to get uh, after this. You're probably going to get lined up for some Corinne. and it's awesome because in the PD session we go more into the actual applying
1: yeah. the techniques. We right? actually and, do a fishbowl exercise, and I haven't had a problem with getting a volunteer. So we normally do a vo- get a volunteer who's very aware and they're they're ready, willing and able to work with me in that moment. And um, what's been really interesting is we've really, we started doing Rye sessions since virtual. It was all virtual. So it's been interesting to do a fishbowl with the generosity of the volunteer and it is very powerful. So we step through each step in the technique and um, we've got a coach's playbook as well, which is just a, nominal cost because it's got all the detail and so on. But, you know, the first step might be to do a PD session. Mm.
0: So if you're interested in that, you've been listening to this podcast and you're now an accredited network, you think that sounds jolly good, then check out the website under um, professional development events. They're on pretty often and, and we update them all the time. Otherwise, if you want to get Corinna in to run a <laughs> session, we can do that too. So Send us a message there you go I've just plugged you for
1: it thank you uh, <laughs> well we have done that in I've I've done a number of um, bespoke sessions for organisations so I'm very happy to I I feel it's a very empowering what I like about it, sometimes people do LSI and then they're like well what
0: do you have tools or techniques to help us you know do things differently and I think this is yeah. one really practical technique that people can use to yeah. you know when I feel like I'm slipping maybe how do I get back
1: and I think you know? typically It's hard to talk about our defensiveness. It's hard Mm. to talk about and admit Mm. where we go to. And I think what RISE does is, A, give people permission to do that, but with curiosity lens Mm. because they're learning to look for certain things. It's not blame, and it's not through judgment. So I think it frees people up to feel human. Well,
0: everyone everyone spills sometimes everyone. you know the questions in LSI are like me most of the time <laughs> not all the time you know because sometimes yeah. we all we all spill a bit and that's why this kind of stuff's useful
1: yeah perfect thanks Corinne pleasure
0: thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites if you enjoy the show remember to subscribe on iTunes Stitcher SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts also Leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia. All rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au.